Today in Flex in the City, we talk to Michaela Forelli, Managing Director, Europe at M&G Investments, Luxembourg. She explains why caring leadership and constant innovation are critical to maintaining sustainable performance and investor attraction. All that happening right now in Flex and the City. Hello, everybody. This is Rachel Treese for Flex and the City. And this afternoon, I have our first Italian guest on the show. That is Michaela Forelli, who's the Managing Director of Europe for M&G Investments. A big welcome to you. Buongiorno. <laughs> Buongiorno, Rachel. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here with you. Ah, a big welcome. So, Michaela, I, you know, I know that you, you, you come from Italy, but you spent a lot of time in the United Kingdom. So I'd love to explore a little bit, you know, how you ended up in the United Kingdom, how you entered the financial services industry, and just tell our listeners a bit more about you. Um, um, I'm an Italian, as you said. Uh, I was born uh, on the shores of Lake Como in the northern part of Italy uh, to an entrepreneurial family. And uh, I guess uh, business and finance were probably in my blood since the very start. Um, my, my father was uh, running uh, companies. Um, now my brother does it and all my extended family as well. So I've, um, I've been uh, um, part of, of the world of, of businesses uh, for much of my life. Um, I uh, went to study in uh, uh, Milan University and um, I took on uh, uh, finance and business administration. Uh, not much uh, uh, of a surprise there, I guess, but uh, I also... Um, Loved to, to keep uh, some classical interests and uh, kept uh, um, in, interested in, in art, for example, and in literature. Uh, and uh, so over time, I combined a bit my interests. Um, however, when I finished my uh, first university degree, um, the business uh, called and I uh, started uh, as a, initially as a, a finance controller, a junior controller, and then I went on becoming the finance director to an industrial company in the north okay. of Italy. And um, from there, actually, very, um, very international uh, setup because I had the, the chance and the privilege to uh, work uh, in China uh, for a period when China was opening up investments uh, to uh, foreigners and uh, I helped establish a joint venture with a Chinese entity uh, many, many years ago, and, and I was in, in charge of uh, the, the financial uh, setup of it. And um, after five years uh, with this industrial company, I decided to uh, take uh, another uh, time uh, back, uh, back to school, back to learn again, and I, I took my MBA. And after uh, uh, the MBA at Bocconi University, I actually got offered a job for another internationalization project. 
which uh, happened to be with uh, uh, Prudential PLC, okay. uh, who had uh, recently acquired uh, uh, MNG uh, Investments uh, uh-huh. and wanted MNG Investments to uh, internationalize its activities. And um, that was uh, in the beginning of uh, the two the 2000 and um, I then got offered a job in London and I moved to London to uh, work in the strategic planning and business development team of uh, uh, the so-called MNG Europe at the time. So we were a brand new startup, uh, um, a little bit entrepreneurial in a huge uh, uh, financial services group. And that's how I um, moved uh, to the UK and I moved into financial services. Uh, and I've been with uh, uh, MNG for, for several years now, um, covering different roles. Um, I helped set up uh, uh, MNG Investments in Italy and then in Southern Europe when we branched to uh, Spain and to France. And then uh, after I came back to London again for another stint at uh, global financial institutions. But more recently, I have been um, covering my, my current role, which is the managing director for the European business of MNG, uh, which uh, spans across um, our distribution investments and our uh, corporate uh, uh, business uh, functions uh, from uh, Luxembourg. Mm, understood. So, so as you know, Flex in the City is all about leadership. I'd love to know, you know if there have been any leaders that have really inspired you in your own career to date, Michaela. Many different people uh, uh, in uh, different phases of my life. Um, uh, When I was young, uh, uh, I think even implicitly, uh, the activities that my father uh, and um, his family had been carrying out for um, uh, more than a generation, actually, already then, um, gave me inspiration, um, in particular on how you can conjugate uh, what you do as a company and what is uh, the meaning for the legacy and for the long-term value. Family companies um, tend to be very involved with the values of what the company uh, does uh, because uh, it is very much uh, interlinked with uh, the values of the family as well. So this long-term approach, caring for uh, the um, the life of the company and the life of the business beyond the current generation and and projected into the future for much longer time. In my schools, I was blessed to meet professors who had a great passion and a great ambition to uh, passion for their topics and a great ambition to uh, transfer the passion to us. And so from there, I think the key traits of this leadership were uh, to never stay still, to keep going, to keep learning, to uh, keep uh, uh, looking at what else can be uh, 
asked what new questions can be researched and what innovations can be brought in. And financial service, financial services I worked with many executives and and uh, they were inspiring. And, and more recently, I had a, a board chair who uh, really inspired a lot. Um, the, the key characteristics were uh, uh, common between uh, executives and, uh, and um, professors and non-exec. I think, as I said, accumulated by the passion for their work, the willingness uh, to lead and add to the long-term value uh, and uh, uh, to maintain integrity, but also to enjoy what they were doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a couple of the words that have sprung to mind about you, Michaela, is you're, you're deeply passionate, um, you have a growth mindset, and, and you're absolutely kind. Is there anything else that you'd say stands out about um, you and, and who you stand for as a leader? Uh, many times I've been told that I am an independent thinker and that I'm very curious. Uh, and I think I recognize myself uh, with those two uh, adjectives. Uh, um, I like to ask myself questions, to ask other people's questions. Uh, I like to assess. So I think both curiosity and independent thinking uh, are traits for me. And um, the other aspect is, uh, um, and probably this is more uh, came later in my life when the aspects of ambition and the passion um, were in a sense, achieved um, the ability to um, give back and, and try and leave a leg legacy or build a legacy. Absolutely. So if you, if you had two words, three words to describe your own leadership style, what would you say? I'm uh, collaborative, uh, I'm inclusive, uh, and I'm driven. Good. Good. I like that. And, and you care. That's the other thing I'd say, Michaela, you care. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, so financial services, it, it's, it's changing, it's evolving, it's adapting, it's, it, it's growing. What, what are the skills that you think are needed by financial services leaders today um, and to, to help us be, be prepared for, for, for the future? Uh, Rachel, you mentioned a growth mindset um, earlier on. I think um, the mindset needs to be one of adaptation and changing. And it, it's, um, it's striking me that the velocity of our industry is accelerating at any point. Uh, and not only on our industry, in fact, all around us, uh, several sectors uh, are going at a very high speed. So velocity of thinking and change the ability to adapt and to learn new skills all the time. I also think that um, a, a key skill uh, is, is and will be the ability to network. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes network is connotated by a, a sense of you know, something that may not be natural in, uh, in people or uh, it's, it's more... Um, 
difficult to achieve, especially for uh, women leaders. But uh, networking is extremely important uh, because it allows to form um, those connections uh, in, uh, in financial services uh, more important than ever, given that we are uh, growingly dependent from other sectors such as uh, technology or other um, sub-industry segments uh, within the uh, wider financial services world. Absolutely. Uh, and so with that growth mindset in, in mind, um, what do you think would be a game changer in financial services? If you could totally change it, Michaela, um, what, what do you think needs to happen? A gap uh, I find there is still in, uh, in financial services uh, is that we are unable to have a pension product uh, across several jurisdictions. And in my sector, in asset management, we can passport products uh, through many countries and domiciles via um, directives that have been adopted in, uh, in different countries, not only in the European Union, but adopted also standards uh, internationally and beyond. So there is this common standard product or common standard vehicle or series of vehicles, uh, uh, both in the traditional alternative space that are uh, extremely effective to be able to um, accumulate raising capital. Uh, in, the, in the pension systems, uh, that is not the case uh, beyond national borders, really. And this is the result of different uh, uh, pension regimes, which in turn are uh, uh, stemming from different tax regimes, uh, which are obviously the domain of, of nations. But if that could be overcome, if there were to be integrated, um, let's say, borders for pension products, uh, that would allow, um, a, a, that would be a game changer because it would allow um, products uh, to be utilized uh, across jurisdictions and as well as increasing the trust from the final users to be able to invest more and, and ultimately get financial security. And if, if some of the great um, Italian organizations were to, to give some advice to our world uh, or have a different perspective, so, you know, Ferrari or Fiat, um, is there a great Italian organization that, that could bring some wisdom to that um, challenge? I think that uh, um, in, in the past, uh, uh, Italy has demonstrated that uh, innovation is, uh, is a key characteristic for the country. Entrepreneurship uh, uh, connected with uh, innovation and across many different sectors, as you, as you mentioned, uh, Rachel, uh, for example, in, in computer systems, uh, Olivetti was uh, the first one or one of the first companies being able to essentially create a desktop computer and uh, went on with other innovations that uh, um, 
that have been game changers for for industry and the sector after them. So I think they are advice or what we can take from what they've did is uh, to keep uh, looking at improving uh, ourselves. So keep looking at improving ourselves. Absolutely. So is financial services, Michaela, in your opinion, doing enough to connect with new generations as both investors and employees? No, my answer is no. Um, there are some bright spots, uh, but much goes back to um, what we were discussing um, in the need to have uh, a passion and interest and a curiosity also at the industry level to drive improvement in uh, the people's financial security and uh, innovating using truly um, human-centered design methodologies, so uh, uh, ways uh, uh, that can be recognized by humans uh, as as trusted, trustworthy, and so therefore uh, can allow the innovation to then uh, uh, take place in reality. Uh, We are living in a phase uh, in which competition for top talent uh, is expected to remain very intense. So uh, the success uh, for our operations uh, in financial services is is very dependent on our ability to to attract and to retain highly qualified professionals with uh, the right mix of the skills and also the behaviors to support the business strategy and the the culture that we want our organization to have. Um, For us uh, at MNG, we continue to increase the investment in leadership and the managerial development of our colleagues in order to be successful at this and also to drive the right uh, culture and the right uh, uh, behaviors Uh, especially in um, uh, a fast-changing world as we are living uh, now. What I would also uh, comment is uh, something that is um, very close to my values as well, is uh, that uh, that these uh, these cultures uh, need to be inclusive, need to be uh, taking in consideration of different ways of thinking, And uh, also in particular, uh, now after the last three years, uh, uh, to um, take in consideration the effects of uh, what the pandemic has left us with, because um, some of the the demographics, I I think about some of our young colleagues who have, for example, never worked in in an organizational uh, environment before, in in a corporate environment before, um, they um, are lacking the possibility to uh, learn from colleagues and, uh, and shadowing other colleagues, uh, in particular uh, in the last couple of years, uh, being forced to join organizations and working from remote. We have been launching apprenticeship, apprenticeship programs um, uh, centrally in the United Kingdom, and now we are adopting them also in other countries in Europe. And that's a way for us to also give uh, entry points to young uh, generations and also uh, 
honoring our commitments to improve uh, our all, uh, our overall diversity of uh, our talent uh, so establishing some ratios for example of um, uh, talent pipelines mm-hmm. um, we we would like uh, um, to uh, improve uh, um, the diversity of uh, the women uh, representation and so we have uh, uh, given ratios about that or uh, ratios about uh, black and asian or other ethnic minority background groups and also um, ratios about uh, um, social mobility so we want to disclose about uh, um, these uh, going forward because um, measurement is also an important part of innovation. Mm. And if you were to give some advice, Michaela, um, to a young female leader who's entering the industry right now, what would your ad- advice um, be to that um, female um, entering the industry? Um, in general, I wouldn't necessarily uh, make a distinction between uh, a, a young female or a or a young colleague in general. Um, My point would be that uh, we should never stop learning and we should never stop asking ourselves another questions. So keeping the curiosity live and um, remembering the purpose of we do in financial services, which should be aimed at improving the financial security of uh, our, uh, our clients really. Absolutely. With your permission, I'd love to come back to the diversity and inclusion um, question. And I'd really like to dig in to see how you feel um, diversity and inclusion impacts the performance of of your organisation or any organisation. Do you have any thoughts on that, Michaela? Um, One of the very well-researched elements uh, uh, that have brought to the fall or the demise of uh, uh, great systems and and great organizations has been group thinking. And diversity helps uh, to avoid group thinking, Um, consensus consensus building decisions and um, uh, the um, the downside of having too much uh, of uh, the same opinions uh, in uh, uh, the room. So I think diversity in this sense at any level of the organization is the motor that can uh, improve um, the performance uh, uh, of companies uh, by uh, avoiding that, but also offering uh, diversity of perspective, diversity of thinking, and um, also um, diversity of experiences, mm-hmm. uh, um, and uh, helping mitigate uh, the main risks uh, that um, can happen when everybody thinks in the same way. Mm, I love what you're saying here about diversity of thought, and it's one of the things that I've always thought was so important that that bringing those different perspectives into organizations so so i love i love what you're saying there um in financial services michaela what prevents you from sleeping at night (laughs) firstly let me say i sleep well Uh, i'm pleased about that (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, if I interpret your uh, question uh, as in uh, what are the key challenges on my agenda today, I think one is definitely the proliferation of regulation in a structure which is not very cohesive. So it's a layering of different regulations which have not maybe been thought through in a very orchestrated, uh, cohesive manner. Uh, following the global financial crisis in 2008 and then the recent pandemic crisis as well, we have had a, an endless stream of changes uh, to, to regulations uh, locally and internationally. The other aspect that, that is, a, is a challenge, uh, it's a very positive one, uh, is the transformation related to uh, sustainability mm-hmm. and to ESG and the non-financial sustainability of what we do in investments. And the amount of change that is needed uh, in parallel uh, how to juggle that is something that takes uh, a lot of my time. Absolutely. So I'm going to go to to one of my, one of, next to the last question. And when you're not busy working for this great and wonderful financial services industry, Michaela, what, what do you love to do um, outside of outside of working hard? I love to spend time with my family in nature, mm-hmm. and. Um, I am a keen uh, hiker, so I like to spend time particularly in mountains um, and uh, also love art. And so I love um, visiting exhibitions and um, traveling as well. Um, it's, uh, it's something that I enjoy a lot, particularly surrounded by my family and my husband. Absolutely. And, and so who's your favorite Italian artist, Michaela? Caravaggio. Oh, I um, need to have a look at his work. Fantastic. So I'll talk about one of my favourite Italian artists, who is Leonardo da Vinci, of course, the great Leonardo da Vinci, who, for me, epitomises the growth mindset, you know, was also a sort of scientist and innovator. So, so my very final question to you is, is what advice do you think um, Leonardo da Vinci would bring to the financial services industry today? Leonardo would probably uh, suggest um, to never stop innovating, Mm -hmm. never be complacent, uh, stretch yourself out uh, to give new solutions, new ideas and um, to improve. To improve. Michaela Forelli, thank you so much. Grazie mille for being on Flex in the City today. Grazie Rachel. Just listen to Flex in the City. Catch us on our next episode.